This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. Sam has broken Dean's all whack. Did you know that a cat's penis is sharply barbed along its shaft? I know for a fact the females were not consulted about that. Please bring fun cast back. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. And we are back. We are closing in on the finale of season seven. And Chris, it's getting interesting. How, how are you today, man? I'm doing all right. My voice is a little hoarse mm-hmm. um, from all the uh, angry things I've been shouting at, at our boys. I don't know. Um, but yeah, my, my voice is a little hoarse, so apologies to the listener. But how are you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing very well. I've uh, My voice is perfect, as always. Honey mm-hmm. on a cool summer's day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, that's, mm-hmm. what my, that's what I've, my voice has been described as in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited to talk about this episode. Before we do that... I want to talk about uh, our lovely people at patreon.com slash monster of the week who donate a little bit of money every single month to get a whole host of benefits. Um, They get access to all of our exclusive podcasts. That's right. We put some podcasts behind a paywall. Uh, If you guys want to go (laughs) check out our Witcher podcast, the second episode of that should have just recently dropped. Uh, Me and Chris are going to go through and cover uh, all of the Witcher books slowly but surely along with the guests. We're actually going to bring a guest on for every episode. Uh, starting with my my lovely wife Autumn, so go check that out. Uh, and I just want to give a special shout out to Crystal for she's one of our newer patrons. So yay, thank you, thanks. And uh, just as a as a little bit of a tease, because I think this is coming out in June uh, at the beginning of mm-hmm. August. If you're a patron, Patreon's if you're a patron, I don't know what the proper nomenclature for this is. I don't know how any of this work. If you're a Patreon subscriber, if you're a pleasure, yeah, you can say Patreon subscriber or just patron. If you're a patron, patron of the podcast, of the Monster of the Week know. podcast, uh, we will have something extremely special dropping just for you. So go check that out. Yeah. Um, and and definitely you go, go do that. And thank you, Crystal. Yes, thank you. Um, Chris. Jeremy, what's been happening with our boys? Can you catch us up? Hold on. Do you remember? It's, it's, Hold on. It's been a little while. <laughs> don't you don't you tell me that I just lost? Did you write that whole thing? Like you made me stop. I got be, it. I got it back. Outtakes. I lost it. I got it back. I got it back. <laughs> it's back. I found it. I, the, the note that I wrote that wrote so far. I don't know how it got deleted, but it got deleted. Thankfully, it was under a recently deleted tab. Anyway, without further ado, the road so far. After losing practically everything good in their lives, not for the first time, including Bobby, Bobby's house, Castiel, their hacker friend Hank, and the Impala, uh, alongside months of fighting monsters, ghosts, uh, cursed shoes, uh, leviathans, um, the boys finally seem to have a leg up in their fight against the leviathans. Not only have Sam and Dean gotten Castiel back, albeit a bit broken, gotten Bobby back, albeit in ghost form, and gotten a friend back, albeit in the form of Meg the Demon. Um, with the help of their new hacker friend, Charlie Bradbury, the boys have gotten their hands on some sort of strange tablet that for some reason seems to be high on Dick Roman's wish list. Now, if only they had a way to read it. Top of his Amazon wish list, right there. Yes. Um, so, this episode is called Reading is Fundamental, Season 7, Episode 21. It is written by Ben Edlund. It was directed by Ben Edlund. It aired on May 4th. Ben Edlund. It aired on May 4th. Ben Edlund, 2012. (laughs) 
Castiel awakens from his comatose state. Meg calls Dean and Sam uh, and tells them Castiel is awake and talking. Meanwhile, a teenager named Kevin gets hit by a bolt of lightning and is turned into a reluctant prophet. Sam and Dean believe Kevin holds the key to defeating the Leviathans, but must fight off two angels who want him for their own hunky purposes. Um, No pressure. No pressure, Kev. No pressure whatsoever. Um, I'm just going to say at the outset of this, uh, we, we, we'd had a scheduling kind of weirdness, so it's been a little while since we recorded. So I haven't actually watched this mm-hmm. in like a week and a half, two weeks. <laughs> so oh. I took, re- I always take really good notes. I'm pretty sure I remember everything, but I just want to say like, if I get like a small thing wrong or if I forget to, to do something, just please forgive me. Please have patience with us. I will do my best to try and forgive you for your mistakes thank you Chris. Um, i appreciate that like i have to forgive you for yours every single day of the week yeah this oh, this is the episode where i told you you know i'm not gonna take a lot of notes i'm just gonna try and watch the show <laughs> and not be looking at my phone the whole time but Whoops. that didn't happen i i everything that happens like one second into it i'm like taking a note like super student kevin tran smashing that sad cello <laughs> Uh, I, I, this episode was really, it's, it's really great by the way. Like I, I love Kevin's yeah, introduction. Um, Kevin's mom is hilarious. The stuff that they're doing with this tablet thing, I think really works within the mythos of the show. Like it's a good thing for like, I really like the way that they're expanding the universe. Um, mm-hmm. it was, it was one of those episodes where I definitely had a hard time watching it and taking notes at the same time because so much stuff was happening on the screen. Like yeah. I find myself like literally, every scene, literally pausing it so I can, so yeah. I can keep going with the, with my notes so I could then watch it. So I didn't have to write and split my attention. It was, it was one of those hard ones to, to watch into. I wish I had had time to, to watch it again. I was planning on doing that today yeah. when you decided that we want, you wanted to record early. So the, um, yeah, the thing with, with Supernatural, usually, unless I'm writing down a quote, I can just take notes as we go. But like, you're right with this episode, there was so much happening. Like I, I wrote that, we are introduced to Kevin. We we see like basically the layout of his room. We see him playing this beautiful cello and he's really good at it. Um, and then an alarm goes off on his computer. That's basically like a schedule. And it's like, okay, from eight 15 to nine, you're playing the cello, you're practicing. And then from uh, nine to nine 30, you're going to study whatever his schedule is. But you can see that this kid has his life totally structured out. We see plaques on the wall showing that he is like a super student. Um, he excels at basically everything that he does. Um, yeah, he has a and, he has a conversation with like his I think it's his cousin if I'm not if I'm not mistaken um, but it's like that conversation about and all he's worried about is getting into college getting into college getting into college like he has laser focused on his on, on, yeah. on his he's not a kid right like that's the that's the thing that I took away from this it's like he's not having a great time no there is a a, a ton of pressure whether it's self-imposed pressure or just pressure from the world that he lives in to excel at everything that he does and and we we get all that within like the first two minutes of this and at the same time we've just got (laughs) sam and dean in a wet pipe factory like looking at a thing of clay being like what the fuck is going on here where did they get these these this protective eyewear that they're wearing chris because i love this i love the fact that they, they, they actually thought to themselves Here's like a mythological tablet that we don't know what to do with. Let's cover our eyes. Cut you on some goggles. Yeah. <laughs> we're still going to wear flannel everywhere else, but we're going to protect yeah. these big, yeah. beautiful eyes. So hmm. They need those peepers. It's remarkable that neither of them has to wear contacts. It'd be a nightmare. True. Mm-hmm. God, can you imagine trying to have sex with a werewolf and wear contacts? It'd be hair everywhere in your eyes. It's too much. Too it's much. just too much. too much. So the boys, they what? They're trying to break into the clay like that's surrounding this tablet which i guess at this point we don't know that it's a tablet we don't yeah. we they just they just have this hunk of clay um and so they dean is like well, all right well fuck it let's just chisel on into it so they begin to chisel and the first time that he strikes down on it 
there's a flash of lightning in the sky. <laughs> They're like, okay, not, weird. Not I love sign. Dean. <laughs> we 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 don't get Dean like this all the time, but I like when we get those like f- flashes of like. I don't care, like devil may care, whatever. Um, where Dean sees the flash of lightning, notes it, and then it's like, I'm good, just gonna keep doing this. Just gonna keep doing <laughs> just this. See what yeah. happens. Yeah, there's, there's like, no problem with this. Uh, I do want to point out that because they, they're flashing back and forth between uh, Dean and Sam and Kevin, and Kevin will, will, will become, as the show goes on, and I don't think this is a spoiler, like a pretty important p- part of the show. He's going to become um, like a like a character, but he starts out as a, a very very typecast, and they have him dressed up in the nerdiest outfit. Like it is like it's a it's a button up shirt that's too puffy for him, like it's a size too big or something, <laughs> stuffed into some like slacks that are wait like they're like 90 year old man high-waisted on him for some reason you know what i'm saying like a teenager yeah. should not be wearing these clothes like mama tran what are you doing it's this ultra school uniform but i don't know if it's an actual school uniform <laughs> so they start breaking into this thing and um at, at the same time that's happening kevin gets struck by lightning and uh this really kind of cool like yellow eyes effect is, is applied and it's really neat mm-hmm. looking like i really dig this yeah and um we see some at the same time that this happens. Um, there's just these like flashes through his mind. You start seeing things. I think it's like symbols, um, presumably what is written on the tablet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all happening very fast. We don't know what the hell is going on. And then we cut to Castiel waking up. Yeah, and uh, he just kind of wakes up, and Meg is just there, which it implies to me that Meg has just been standing there watching him the whole time he's been sleeping because. That's yeah. not creepy at all, Meg. What are you doing? Stop, <laughs> she got a down. job at the hospital so she could hang out with him. What you um, doing, Meg? This is too much. This, this yeah. is what she could call this yeah. episode is It's Too Much. It's just too much, Meg. Just, it's too much. It's My Uncle Shaq. It's too much. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the next day, Kevin wakes up late for school. I don't know if he missed school. Basically, everybody's freaking out because he has already done something uncharacteristic. Um, from everything we've learned in the cold open to this episode, Kevin is the perfect student and he would never be late for anything. Uh, and here we see him like hurrying being late. Um, things are not going to go great for Kevin from here on out. Once you're involved with the Winchesters in any way, shape or form, uh, your grades are going to go down (laughs) immediately. When I met autumn, I almost failed her out of college. And I think the same situation is about to happen to to Kevin (laughs) with Sam and Dean. Cause, uh, there's so much, they're they're good friends is what I'm saying. Uh, at some point we see our, our old Leviathan buddy, Hester, um, who has been a Leviathan since the very first episode. And, uh, he gets a phone call from Dick basically kind of like filling him in. And, uh, I think this is when we learn, and I might be wrong here because I just have the note. I don't actually have the context for it. But at some point we learn that when they broke open this tablet, it caused every woman that was pregnant mm-hmm. w- to go into labor mm-hmm. all at mm-hmm. once. Anybody who was, yeah, at least eight months or more pregnant, just pop, pop that baby right out. want to hear that um, magic spell of like how you're determined. Well, yeah, what a weird, <laughs> what a weird thing. <laughs> is it just, it's not period? like, that's just a lot of calculations like, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Right. Back when back when sh- shit was popping off with the psychic kids, it was like anybody born within like this 6-month window their house burned down, they had blood dripped in their mouth. It's like where they try to bring that back in some way like hey, remember when there was like the crazy birth shit? Um yeah, in 15 years when this show is still on, we can loop back to that time where they broke open the tablet and all those babies were born and now they have psychic baby children. 
This is very strange, Chris. This is very strange. Very strange. It's a weird... Baby children is something I just said. You did. I was going to let that slide, but I just... I'm glad you caught it out. Um, it, it's it's weird because it's one of those like world building things that Supernatural does sometimes where they just say a thing off to the side and like <laughs> the more you think like it's supposed to be like, oh yeah, like um, I'm trying to think of the one where Dean was like, oh, do you remember all of the tidal waves off along the East Coast? Like we're supposed to believe like that there were a t- um, uh, uh, probably like hundreds of thousands of casualties on the East Coast from tidal waves during the apocalypse, but we yeah. never show it. And now a bunch of like every woman in the country just went into labor at the same time. And like maybe the world <laughs> like that's it's, <laughs> But yeah, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Chris, it's too much. It's just it's, too uh, much. <laughs> just imagine the inconvenience and the oh, the man. the child death because of this, because of the Winchesters. That blood's on their hands. Absolutely. Um, yeah, somebody was driving a car and went into labor. I guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah. Not okay. Yeah, not not okay. okay. Uh, Dean and Sam are, are going to Rufus's cabin. Uh, I, is this the first time that we we've heard this called Rufus's cabin before? Yeah, I don't know. I was so confused as to where they were. But they go back to like that old cabin where uh, Bobby yeah. and and Dean were watching that like telenovela, and we had our whole Mari Mar thing. Like it was, they went back mm-hmm. to the same cabin. I just didn't know it was Rufus's. That's pretty weird. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Um. Oh yeah, they get a call from from Meg. Yep. Finally. Telling them that Castiel is awake. She's giving them all sorts of sass, and she's like, just get your asses over here and please come look at your boyfriend, Dean, because we need to sort the situation out. And she also tells him that he woke up at um, 8 p.m., which was the same time that they broke open the tablet. So this, obviously, mm-hmm. th- this thing had repercussions throughout the world, not just within the pregnant lady community, not just with the pers- right. potential moms. Right. This is with, with right. all of their friends, too. Not just in the maternity ward, no. <laughs> It was bigger than that. Starting in the ward and going to the outside. Yeah, I don't know yes. why I thought that. That did that in a weird voice. Kevin is driving around, and I think he's talking to his uh, his cousin or, or something, and is basically saying, "Man, like, I thought it was his girlfriend." So you calling it his cousin's different take for sure. <laughs> really? Nobody know. I don't know what kind of relationship they have. Maybe they're just friends. Let's just call them friends. Sure. Yeah. They, they're they're companions. That sounds weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're just- so he calls his friend and is basically like telling her like a bunch of crazy shit. Like he's the chosen one and that he doesn't know like he that he slept through all this stuff. Like he's just kind of frazzled basically. Yeah. Cause he's been having these like flashes of the tablet. Um, and he says, uh, he's chosen. It's my birthright. But when he sang it, he's not really saying it in his voice. Um, he, d- he doesn't know what's happening to him, but he he's apparently he's been, like disappeared. That's when, when we he gets the call. He's not just like, hey, I missed school. He's like, hey, I stole my mom's car and I don't know where I'm driving to right now, but I'm like, I'm fleeing currently. Yeah. Um, he's being called. And then I believe is, is how we how we justify. So it's like, I, I got to go. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a, there's chaos going on in this kid's life. Um, meanwhile, Sam and Dean finally get back to the hospital where Castiel is. Um castiel turns around to greet them and we get a very very serious hello from him and i'm like oh shit castiel's back he's in full angel form he's probably not even like half human cast anymore who knows his buddies he's like he's gonna be put back together the way that he first was before everything um no no that's not true he then sticks out his finger and says pull my finger Chris, this this entire scene has some of the funniest and most awkward moments in Supernatural that I think we've seen so far. Uh, the pull my finger gag is hilarious because it just throws Dean for a loop. He's like, "Are you? Yeah, are you serious? Like we? Because you kind of feel like, as as you mentioned, you feel like 
Castiel is back in full force. Like he's back to his like hello Dean kind of kind of voice yeah. versus like what he usually is or what what he had become with those dudes. And he's definitely not the same guy that they saw him as last, right? Like he's not I don't want to say crazy, but he's not like weirdly possessed by Satan. Um, right, right. The uh <laughs> the pull my yeah, finger he, gag. I'm sorry. They pull, just, they pull his I get finger. distracted by it every time. <laughs> Uh, and instead of like farting, all the lights in the room explode and they're like, okay, we'll just fix that. No worries. Uh, but he, he remembers that he's an angel. Mm-hmm. All that has come back to him, but he is still highly unstable. Um, what he pulled out of Sam has really rocked him. Um, but and he's just like, I don't remember how it comes up in conversation, it, but he's like, doesn't. oh, it doesn't come up in conversation. No, he, he says to them, he's like, oh, of course I knew it was you guys. <laughs> <laughs> caused all this shit to just happen but um it's cool like i love you guys no big deal gives him a big hug it's like of course if, if like children are being struck by lightning every woman on earth is going into labor and i've woken up again as an angel of course it was you two idiots of course it was he uh he says that he heard a ping that like pierced him through mm-hmm. and uh and he immediately recognizes the tablet because of course the boys brought this incredibly valuable object on a on a field trip to like, to a mental hospital because that's what they do um, <laughs> he says that the tablet was written by Metatron, and this exchange between Dean and Sam about Metatron is fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's just, I I wonder how many times they did this. Where, um, if Jared was supposed to say something like, "Are you saying a Transformer wrote that?" and then I think Dean says, "No, that's Megatron," and what? and Sam <laughs> Sam's what? And then somebody like says it again, and he the just tra- yells, "What?" what? <laughs> like. <laughs> He doesn't deliver it like it's not like a huh. It's just like a what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> it's an increasingly exasperated what? Like as he he just can't believe the shit and he's so mad about it. Because I don't like, know why. Let, let's 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 like go through the Sam of the Sam of events is what I just said. Jesus Christ! Like the oh series of events that that Sam just went through. He found Kaz basically normal. Kaz asked him to pull his finger. All of the lights blew out. Kaz explained that cats have a barbed penis and then told him that this tablet is written by Metatron. Like, this is what happened in the last 30 seconds of Sam's life. It's fucking crazy. (laughs) Also, he fell in love with Castiel. If you look, when they have that group hugs, Sam's got quite the look on his face. (laughs) (laughs) That tweet that she made. We got to retweet that from the Monster (laughs) of the Week account when when it comes back. Or I may have already done that, but who cares? We'll do it again. Um... Um... so they he starts kind of reading this tablet, which is straight up the word of God and written by Metatron, who is the scribe of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so yeah, he tries to read it, but he's like, oh, no, actually, I, I can't read this. Yeah. I'm not meant to. Um, I just know what it is. Um, so there's kind of this this back and forth between Meg and Dean where Meg is wants to see what's on the tablet because i mean i think everybody in the room is thinking the same thing like this is probably how you kill the leviathans mm-hmm. um and dean and her kind of start going back and forth a bit and castiel gets uncomfortable so he literally just disappears he does his teleporting trick and then the tablet falls to the ground and just breaks <laughs> yep i love this by the way i love the fact that it just breaks yep they're just like oh god damn it all right um so Dean just like leaves to find Cass, which is hilarious because I, Meg must have said something about how like he he couldn't have gone far because yeah. he just like goes to the cafeteria to find him. Um, like good thing he didn't just like zap over to Jerusalem or something. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, Dean goes to to find Cass, and Sam picks up the the tablet. Um, but he leaves it behind to run after Meg because they're 
having an argument or something. Yeah, Meg is basically saying like, hey, I've been here hanging out with Castiel. You two dudes have been doing whatever you've been doing. So I'm going to take him and leave. Like, I'm getting the hell out of here with my friends. And mm-hmm. uh, so so Sam chases her as she's going to where uh, Castiel and Dean are. So they're like, okay, whatever they talk. But when so when Sam goes back to the room to get the tablet, it's gone. Uh, and I like that they don't they don't try to explain how like we pieced any of these things together. It's just the next time we see it, it's just Kevin running away from the hospital with a tablet <laughs> in his hands and gigantic Sam Winchester chasing after him trying to catch him. <laughs> so good, man. It's so fucking hilarious. Um but yeah, so Sam chases after him. Meg clobbers Kevin, knocks him down, uh, and Sam just screaming in his Sam voice, like, who are you? All that. And he just says, I'm Kevin Tran, I'm I'm an advanced placement, please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. I'm an advanced placement. That's so fucking good. And he's he's very sorry and he's very scared, but he also very much cannot let go of the tablet. Again, more and more like Kevin has no idea what's going on here, but this calling is just overpowering him. This um this next scene as Dean and Castiel are sitting down um in this like sunroom cafeteria of this mental hospital, and uh you know Dean obviously concerned for his boyfriend is is asking questions like you know hey mm-hmm. do you remember what you did do you are you acting weird because Lucifer is still in your head um and then when he asked the dude remember what you did castiel just holds up uh, the the board game i'm sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> he just says do you want to go first <laughs> this this gag fucking slays me because it works yeah. on like 18 million different levels and we are going to spend yeah. the next four hours explaining it reason number 127 it's funny that like but the first thing i don't know it's Castiel is not really like putting Dean on trial here, but basically Dean is is kind of pushing to say like, "Hey, do you know what you did wrong?" And he says, "Sorry," but then he also says, "Do you want to go first? Meaning like, Dean, you want to talk about all the shit that you've done wrong to me in all of this as well? I don't know. Things are very complicated. Yeah, this is this is very good. Just but the and I think that's probably like the most recognizable gift from this. Besides, I'm in advanced placement. I'm Kevin Tron. Uh, is mm-hmm. is literally him holding up the "I'm sorry" thing because it's just it's just perfect and it works in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, Sam and is do, giving is asking Kevin more questions, and Kevin realizes he can just fuse this tablet back together. So that's pretty great. That's a good thing that he yeah. can do. That's yeah, a it's a solid, solid move right there. He magically puts it back together. Um, oh man, uh, Dean and Castiel are just having like because he keeps cutting back to them having conversations. Mm-hmm. I ascertained very little out of this other than that Destiel was canon, and it's <laughs> like. <laughs> That's literally, they don't, they're just having an emotional conversation where Dean is just mad at his boyfriend. And because, like, you can be mad at your significant other in a way that you can't be mad at somebody else. Like, I'm, I'm pissed at you and we need to talk about this, but like, I also love you and like, we're in it together. So, like, it is what it is. But it, it's just like, I don't even know what they're talking about. I'm just like, oh my God, Dean, <laughs> get it together, buddy. Uh, Kaz goes on this long spiel about like oh I was actually rooting for uh, for the Neanderthals to involve instead of you guys like I was kind of you know you guys were really nice and you know this this ended up working out better I think uh, which is I think is just really strange and funny and of course Dean to Dean this is all nonsense and he's like just tell me more about Metatron and he's like Dean no I. D- 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 I think he even says, like, I just want to play the game. I'm sorry, Dean. He's like, no, you're playing sorry, which is another great line that works in a couple of different ways. Yeah, very much so. Um, So Kevin starts to read the tablet. Really, all that we get from this scene is that this is, of course, the word of God, but God put the Leviathans in jail. I don't know if they say it any more specifically than that, 
but basically the Leviathans, they did exist. They were out, and then they were stuffed in a box. Um, and just as this is sort of revealed, the room, the lights start to, to flash. We get the, the typical angel introduction, and sure enough, angels show up. Um, and the first thing that they say, the angels, is something about like a Winchester and a demon whore again. Um, and... <laughs> I don't think McMaggot, they're all like, hey, listen, okay, last time, yes, <laughs> that was the situation, there was an illicit relationship between Sam and Ruby, but Sam is very much this time like, whoa, hold up, I'm not sleeping with her, okay? <laughs> That's really funny to me. It's not like that, alright? We did almost hook up at the bus stop back in season one, that was a different body, and I didn't know that she was a demon, okay? It was before all this. Uh, but yeah, the angels, they just immediately, they try to take Kevin, um, Hester, the demon. Uh, yeah, just a, she, quick, a quick clarification. I think I called the uh, Leviathan Hester earlier, and the Leviathan's Edgar. name was Edgar, not Hester. So I, yeah. I just got those confused as I was looking at the thing. But yeah, they uh, they, they attack, and uh, Meg has like this this angel blade that can like cut them, which is kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Hester used to work for um, Castiel. She's sort of just pissed, just looking at him. Uh, she calls him insane. Mm-hmm. Um, he's acts insane. He asks him to pull his finger again, which seems to be like his mm-hmm. go-to move. Yeah, not she's none too happy here. Um, Sam's hair looks very bad in this scene. I just wanted to point that out. It's very long and greasy. Sorry, Jared. It happens to the best of us. Um, but yeah, this is where um, this is where we find out that Kevin is a prophet, mm-hmm. and also. Uh, Dean placement. sort of he's also an advanced placement and he's a prophet uh, and we and Dean dispels the demons by using the blood, sim- blood symbol on the wall the angels um, yeah yeah including Castiel it should be noted like when he does this everybody leaves besides the the humans and the demon and whatever Sam uh, and then they, they have to explain to Kevin what the, like those are angels uh, they don't have wings um, is what Sam says Dean says that they also have no junk yeah uh, mm-hmm. both are not true um, and I think that we should know that angels very much have wings when they die. We see them imprinted on the ground. And uh, Dean has had sex with an angel. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. But she was in human form. I mean, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe in angel form, they're just like balls of light. Maybe you're getting, but, uh, maybe getting your grace back is like getting circumcised. Maybe yeah. Just smooths you think, out. I think it's exactly like that. Yeah. Yep. I think that's, yep, yep. Um, For sure. Is this, at one point, does, uh, at some point kevin says something like i don't want to be a prophet and i think dean is like no you don't not at all (laughs) (laughs) thinking about like all of this miserable stuff that happened to chuck as he was chased by angels and demons alike for for yeah you for sure don't want this kid sorry um Um, but yeah they hit the road with them because they need to like go into hiding um meg comes with which is is surprising because usually mm -hmm. like dean would not let her come along but he's been kind of But she killed an angel and so i guess she's on their side sure yeah (laughs) Uh, but Kevin is on the news as missing, so that puts them in more hot water. They're running around with a kidnapped kid. Uh, but while they're at a rest stop, some demons spot Meg. Um, and we don't really know what that entails. She just sees some demons, they see her, then it cuts cuts away. They're, um, they're heading off, uh, back on the road, and... Castiel calls Meg. It's interesting that he's calling Meg this time around. Maybe he's uh he's got a little something on the side outside of Dean. But um she he calls from uh from Perth, Australia. 
Mm-hmm. He's on a dog track. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gives him the exact location. He just warps into the car, uh, scares the shit out of Kevin. There's some really great. I don't remember the, exactly the wording, but there's some really great back and forth between him and Meg when he's asking her like why they're chasing the thing, and he's like, "Yeah, like they just kind of find out there's nothing there at the end." He's she's like, "Yeah, that's it's kind of what happens. <laughs> that's kind of what mm-hmm. life is, mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that." Like it's a really good back and forth. Um. He also reveals that, yeah, oh, the, the angels are going to want to take Kevin away to the desert so he can read this tablet. Um, but, yeah. Um, I think now we head back to the cabin. Is that where we are now? I wrote, the ro- next thing that I wrote down was, was a very funny line from Castiel. Could have been in the car, could have been at the cabin, I don't know. But it's Castiel talking to Sam, and he says, You seem troubled. Of course, that's a primary aspect of your personality, so I sometimes ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the line right before this because he does they, they finally everyone gathers at the cabin and, and uh i think kevin asks is this a sex dungeon a sex torture dungeon which <laughs> yeah. is also really good um, um man yeah. there's, there's so many great lines in this i feel like we're stepping all over them but like it's just a really funny and like dense and great episode this feels like the type of episode that weirdly you could pick up from not knowing what was going on because it is it's a, a turning point uh, for the current arc of things, like you don't know who the Leviathans are, other than they're bad, and uh, you don't might maybe you don't know what's happened to Castiel, but you can gather that he's been uh, damaged in some way. Uh, and so, going from here, it's like this is all new information for all of us. Uh, but yeah, the conversation between Castiel and Sam is Sam feeling really bad about Castiel. He feels really bad about um, Castiel coming in to sort of save him. To, mm-hmm. to free his mind from Lucifer, even though he was the one who tore down the wall to begin with, uh, Sam still feels bad about it. And um, Castiel also says he doesn't even see Lucifer anymore. That's it seems like, bring up. Yeah. which is important that it was not actually Lucifer. It was just a sort of hell manifestation. Um, we can just call it hell magic in his brain, I guess. It's probably the simplest way to, to define it. Yeah. And which, the lingering effects of, of Lucifer sort of went into into um, Castiel because it was at the forefront of Sam's mind um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in his own psychic torture, but it just faded away because that's not Castiel's experience. Which still makes me, because we talked about this a lot in the episode that this happened, um, and it, it makes, still makes me not like, like, again, I really enjoyed this being actual traumatic stress for Sam. I say enjoyed. Enjoyed is the wrong word, but I thought it was interesting. And so the, mm-hmm. the fact that they can just, you know, it, now it's hell magic and they can just pick up the hell magic and put it in Kaz and Kaz, it changes because, of course, hell magic would be different with an angel. That just right. makes sense. That's, I mean, everybody knows that, right? That's, right. that's what my daddy oh, used course. to say when I was when I was knee high to a grasshopper. Um, but the, uh, it, it, so it makes me like it less, but it's fine at this point. Like, I don't really care because they're, they're just kind of getting away from it so fast that it's mm-hmm. not going to mean or they're not going to really mean anything. Yeah. Cass has a sort of lucid moment almost of saying that he couldn't, once, you know, he came back as Emmanuel, and then when he learned he was Castiel again, he says that he couldn't really take the guilt of everything that he had done. You know, he felt like he betrayed his friends, he felt like he betrayed the angels even, he felt like he just, he made the wrong call, and he did something bad, and there's been a high cost to it. Um, He said he couldn't take any of, of that guilt, and he was lost until he took on Sam's pain, which is interesting. Um, doing this one small deed of helping a friend again sort of was able to, even though it it had a damaging effect on Castiel, sort of set him back to, it it helped relieve some of that guilt almost by, by making at least one thing right again. Um, and weird enough, because it seems like Dean especially feels extremely betrayed by everything. They had this intense conversation over a game of sorry, and it doesn't feel like any forgiveness came out of it from Dean. Um, but Sam says that he forgives Cass absolutely, um, and he knows that 
Castillo only ever wanted to help everybody. Um, and he says they're going to help him get better no matter what it takes. Now, before Castiel's line, I was watching this thinking, this is really sweet from Sam, because Sam, I think we compared season six and like season four to each other, mm-hmm. except instead of it being um, Sam drinking demon blood, this in season six, it was Castiel uh, doing Castiel stuff. <laughs> uh, but if anybody could relate to the mistakes that Castiel has made, it's got to be Sam, right? 100%. Uh, absolutely. They, they didn't... They don't draw the parallels too specifically, other than like this conversation, really. And it feels like they don't spend a lot of time on the relationship between Castiel and Sam. Maybe there's there's no need to, I guess, or it's just not what's popular. Uh, but I do like this here. It doesn't it doesn't last more than a second. But but uh, Sam saying like, I understand that you only ever wanted to help, and that even what you did to me was because you thought that you had to do it in order to stop us, so that you could do what you thought was right. He forgives him completely uh because they're friends and because he also understands he's been there and he says we're gonna stop at nothing to make you better uh and castiel says what do you mean better and that's the interesting question with castiel is that yeah maybe he has a few screws loose to, to put it that way um but he doesn't seem unhappy so what's the point of trying to fix him i really like what you said about um comparing Cass and sam's kind of journeys because you're you're absolutely right, and it didn't occur to me like um, Sam in season four was very much on a set path of I, I have to do this. I know better than everybody. I'm the chosen one, and that's exactly what Castiel went through in season six, where and probably the start of season seven too. I think mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> where he just he believed that this power was within him, and he was the chosen one. And it's interesting because the Winchesters are going to make a habit out of this, out of believing the Winchesters and their friends and their enemies are all going to make a habit of of being the only person that can do something or the only person that can do change or that can affect change in the world. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's, it's always leads to their downfall. Like it's never, it's never a positive ending for anybody. Sam went to no. hell, right? <laughs> <Yep>. Fact. <laughs> Castiel like literally exploded. Castiel exploded with the vices. Yep. <laughs> and then got married to Daphne. Yep. <laughs> Just going to put that icing on the t- on the cake there. Um, yeah. So like it's 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 interesting that they had that they spent time on this conversation because you and I have commented before like they don't Sam and and Kaz don't really interact a whole lot and it's it's way more Dean and Kaz for obvious reasons I think but the the times that they do I think it's pretty important that they that they go through that process so that that's, it's a really interesting observation I want to give you some props for that yeah no no sweat I do a podcast about supernatural it's called Monster of the Week you want to check it out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> During all of this, um, you know, you know, I gotta love a good Sam moment, especially Sam and Castiel. You know, I I didn't realize how much I wanted them to have a relationship until this scene, where I really wanted them to push this conversation further. Although I do think that what Castiel says is is provocative, um, of saying like, wh- like, what do you mean get better? Like, what's wrong with me now? Or or why do you think that you could make me better? Or why do you think that how I was before? was better when I was in all this yeah. pain and all this whatever. Uh, and it just goes back again to the Winchesters thinking that they can fix everything. Um, 100%. But yeah, while, while all that is happening, Kevin starts to, to transcribe the tablet. Um, and he starts sort of having a meltdown. And and this is where Dean as tries you, to calm As you might imagine, down. a 17-year-old translating yeah. the word of yeah. God that, that he had locked up some monsters and here's how to kill them if they got loose. <laughs> um... 
this is where Dean he he's he's giving him like the real talk, but he's also unloading some emotional Castiel baggage here. He says, "You've been chosen, and it sucks. Believe me." The angels don't care. They don't have the equipment to care. When they try, it breaks them apart. You're like, okay, hashtag deep, Dean. Um, Kevin says, I just <laughs> want to be the first Asian American. <laughs> yeah. Castiel, or Kevin, excuse me, says, I just want to be the first Asian American president of the United States. And Dean just says, then do your homework. Um, <laughs> he's really not babying him at all. He's just like, all right. I feel like this is the uh, Dean Winchester that we, we've we've slowly seen grow up over the last few seasons where um, mm-hmm. before he would do his best to protect like these these relative innocents and to coming into the life. Um, I think especially like season two and season three, like he didn't want to have he'd, he'd want to introduce more people to the life after what happened to uh, Bobby and, and Joe, not Bobby, um, Ellen and Joe. Um <laughs> But now, like when he meets a new person, like we we saw this with the uh, Hunter's kid a few episodes ago in the Adventures in Babysitting or Misadventures oh, yeah. in Babysitting, where he was just like, I don't I don't have time to sugarcoat this. Like, where's your father? I know he's a hunter. Let's 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 go. <laughs> where, yeah. where, where are you hiding the shit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't do well to babysit anybody in this world because exactly. shit's gonna happen either way. Yeah, and, w- and which is gonna be followed up on in the next scene, um, because as soon as as soon as this week we cut for two, from that to Meg. Who is meeting in the open with these two demons that she saw previously? And, yeah, um, and kind I don't of know where it's going to go. Yeah, and uh, they're ba- she's basically saying like, "Hey, I know where the Winchesters are. I can get you the Winchesters." And they're both saying like, "We don't give a shit about the Winchesters. Like, we, you know, that's old news. We're looking for, uh, we're looking for you." And she goes, "Well, what about Castiel? I've got the angel, and he's got a direct line to God or whatever." And they kind of pause, and then of course she immediately slaughters them both, which is pretty dope. Mm-hmm. I like that they they offered this kind of little aside up in this episode i think sometimes we kind of ignore the way that they build tension throughout episodes and of course meg has been an on again off again ally enemy over the course of, you know the whole show you know she keeps showing back up in different ways and when she had her little exchange at the rest stop earlier with these truckers we don't know that sounded really bad but we don't really know what it is that she's up to and even here we're introduced to the scene She's meeting up with them alone, and we have no idea what she's up to. And then she goes and slaughters them. Um, but it's, <laughs> I wrote down here that it's very funny to me that uh, they do it all the time. But it's funny that demons are just like punching each other because you'd think they wouldn't need to. <laughs> but like, I guess that's a demon punching a demon probably hurts more than just like a human punching a demon. But it's still funny that like, these these regular demons are just doing like soft martial arts to each other rather than like <laughs> blasting each other with like demonic energy or something. Thanks, CW. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the always. And I, I may have said this on the podcast before. Maybe it was Days of Future Cast, which is a little bit more apropos. But um, watching the Flash on CW is always really funny because you know the Flash is the fastest man alive, and they often show you how to do that by slowing everything down. Like so most of that show isn't about fast go- flash going fast it's mostly about him doing stuff in slow motion so you can see it <laughs> which i always think is really funny yeah um, um as she comes back into the uh to rufus's cabin uh she gets trapped by a devil's trap because of course these boys watched her leave and were and got very suspicious and uh i really like what, how she explains this she's basically saying like hey i've been i've been around for a long time now and you don't get through this world unless you have a cause. You have to have something to believe in. And uh, it used to be, you know, following yellow eyes and freeing Satan. And that didn't work out. So now it's for right now, it's just killing Crowley. And that's something mm-hmm. that the the boys kind of both like, 
okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that. Yeah, us too. Let's do that. And yeah, so just let yeah. her out. Like I like. She says. Um, she says, find a cause and serve it. These things shift over time. We learn. We grow. And yeah, she she says she's she wants to take down Crawley. She says that he's the real problem, which I found fascinating because I know how a lot of things play out in Supernatural, but I don't remember huge chunks of it past you know where we are now. So her saying that, I was like, oh shit. Like, what is she saying about Crowley to insinuate that he's more of a threat than Dick Roman? Because yeah. the last time that we saw Crowley, correct me if I'm wrong, was him showing up in Dick Roman's limo with like a box of donuts or whatever and just saying like, hey, maybe let's work together. And Dick Roman says, get out of my sight. And Crowley's like, okay. And he zaps out of there. But we don't know what the hell he has been up to this whole time. We've seen Other him. than he was, he was seeming, oh yeah, he, he went and he saw the boys. Yeah, yeah. And he said that he would yeah. keep demons off their asses for a while, but now, because the that's boys all, haven't made any progress. Yeah. 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 But um, like, what has he been up to? You know, it's, it's interesting. I, I like this a lot too, because it kind of feels like they're seeding a villain for season eight. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of feel mm-hmm. like this, they're not going to come to a conclusion with this Crowley bullshit because we still have to deal with the Leviathans, but already setting up stuff with stuff that happens in the next season, I think is a really good idea because it gives you the idea like, Hey, this, th- there's a whole lot of shit we got to deal with and we have to deal with it one, but one by one, because we can't do it all at once. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and just to point out that Castiel, he believes Meg when she says, this is what I was doing. Before she even says all that shit. Says, like, no, she, I, she's telling the truth about what she was doing. Um, oh, uh, Castiel reveals that, hey, it's cool of you to go and kill those demons, but uh, you killing them just put a target on your back for the angels to find yeah. and like sure enough the the, the uh, two angels seconds. just like kick yeah. the fucking door in literally two seconds later guess we've burned this location by the way like you guys couldn't find a cheap hotel that wasn't rufus's cabin in the woods yeah, yeah. um so they they the angels burst in they grab kevin and then they proceed to just yell at castiel a lot i think the most important quote out of all of this and if you've written more down please read it but the one that i wrote down was uh when castiel first laid a hand on you he was lost referring mm-hmm. to uh dean and i just like that has to be that one right for the Destiel shippers, right? Like that has right. to be immediately. so much of this episode. Oh yeah. yeah, um, it's it's really good and like this is effective because Castiel's kind of not putting up a fight here, and she just starts like right. beating the shit out of it. Yeah, Dean Dean says that they're just like they're literally they're actually here trying to help, um, but she says. Um, she says no. She's she blames Dean for corrupting Cass, and then yeah, she starts beating the ever living crap out of him. Um, but before anybody can lift a finger, Meg pops in and and kills her. Just takes Hester down. <laughs> her reaction is just what someone had to. Um, <laughs> she's still very much the demon in the room. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to remember how this finishes out now. So Meg saves the day. Castiel talks to the other dude and explains like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm not part of this whole thing or whatever, I think. Yeah, so the angels bring Kevin back home. They're like, okay, we'll, we'll watch over him from there. We're not going to take him off to the desert. Uh, we're not going to try and do things Hester's way, I guess. Um, so they bring Kevin back home, and we think everything is going to be okay. Um, let's see. But before we see much more of that, back with the Winchesters, uh, Meg is gone. They have Kevin's notes about what he's translated so far. And what we learn is that the Leviathans cannot be slain, but by a bone of a righteous mortal washed in the three bloods of the fallen. I think that that is what Sam says. Um, so they need first the blood of a fallen angel, 
Um, Gee, where are we going to get one of those? <laughs> Castiel's like, well, you know me, always happy to bleed for the Winchesters. God, and he just like squeezes a, a vial and it's filled with blood. Such, um, such a great fucking line, by the way. Like, that is such yeah. a great line. Always yeah. ready to bleed for the Winchesters. Because he is. Mm-hmm. Like, he always has been and probably always will be. And it's said in a sincere way, but like, it's hard to not take a line like that as if it's, you know, biting and sarcastic. Um, so it's just the dynamic relationship between the three of these guys is uh it's very interesting they're in a precarious place it's not like in season five where the three of them were very much working towards the same goal or even season four where castiel wanted different things from dean than dean wanted for everybody you know but it was in the end they all wanted to stop the bad guys now it's just they do but what is what is the deal with castiel what's going on with everybody it's just, it's just interesting i think they also asked castiel like hey what, what are you gonna do next and he's like i don't know isn't that amazing and then just disappears mm-hmm. Um, and he's never seen again, everybody. So I don't have to worry about Castiel anymore. Yeah. Bye. Bye. See you later. Um, back at Kevin's house, <laughs> Kevin just appears. Uh, there's a detective with his mom and Kevin just shows up with these two men and they're like freaking out. He's like, no mom, it's cool. These guys brought me back. I'm okay now. Don't worry about it too much. Uh, and we could have seen this one coming from a mile away. Yep. The detective who's hanging out with his mom is actually a Leviathan. He kills the angels and then he transforms into Edgar. Continuing our trend of season seven episodes ending on kind of a, a an awkward or a, or a bad note um, with Kevin kidnapped and presumably his mom kidnapped as well. I don't think we're going to know what's, what's going to happen with that um, for a little while. I, I really like this episode, Chris. Like, I, you know, it's it's a it's an action packed episode. There's a lot to get through um, and there's there's so much stuff happening in it. The thing that we've kept talking about with this season, I feel like, has been it was it's slow pace with in in regards to the Leviathans. And the last three episodes, again, I, I think I said this even last the last time we recorded, it's been a little while, y'all forgive me. But um it's it, it they're they're doing exactly what I wanted them to do, which is build up to a climax. Like they're yes. they are they are building the Leviathans up in my head. Like if the this Leviathan this Leviathan can just very easily dispatch two angels, like that's fucking terrifying. They're mm-hmm. setting up seeds for stuff that's going to take place. They're developing characters like Meg, who, when I first watched the show, I didn't really particularly care for. And now I'm st- starting to have a, a pretty strong affection for, even though she's kind of, I think she's, she's a little bit wasted. Like she's, a, she's a little bit ineffectual, but like this relationship yeah, that she yeah. kind of built up with Cass, like the back and forth with Cass about the, about the dogs only being able to think in ovals or whatever is, <laughs> uh, it w- was a real funny, was a real funny thing. And like, it showed a kind of a bond between them. So man, I, I'm just so happy about season seven right now. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I could have imagined that it was going to turn out this well because at, I, I'm sure you remember at the beginning of the season, I was kind of down on it. I like took the first couple episodes and, and then the shit with Amy happened yeah, uh, where Dean yeah. went behind Sam's back and it just seemed like they were just wasting episodes and they were treading water that we'd already gone through. And that's exactly what it was. I think that that whole plot line was kind of a mistake. Uh, they were trying to figure out where to take the season. They were just generating brother drama because that's maybe ratings. I don't know. Um, I don't want to be super cynical about it because it's, it was still supernatural. It's just like it was the end of the world. Um, that happened in season five, but uh, <laughs> it has come around in a big way. I I didn't I didn't like that stuff. I didn't like the early Leviathan stuff. I thought it was really cheesy, but this season has really, really turned around for me. And I'm like 
where I felt very let down by season six as I went, this has had the opposite effect. Started low and now it's building higher and higher. So this is super cool. Um, th- this is this is very cool. Like I'm 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 glad that that it has been more positive for you since then because even even while all that Amy stuff was happening, I thought that Amy stuff was uh, pretty egregious. And in fact, that actually came up in our Discord today. Like we had some people talking about. Um, and I'm not gonna go into spoilers, but this was in our our spoiler channel for the entire series of talking about kind of how hypocritical Dean has been with Sam over the years. And and Amy definitely gets brought up of like, oh yeah, like I I can kill any monster I want to, or I can set any monster I want to free, but obviously Sam can't make that decision. Like that's a, that, yeah, Dean, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm glad, I'm glad this is on track. We have two episodes left. Can you believe that? Damn. Damn. I'm we're at, getting uh, close. We're getting close, man. Um, I, I do want to mention that if, uh, since we're wrapping up season seven, if you have any uh, thoughts that you want to send in on this season, or Supernatural in general, or the podcast, or if you just want to share a funny story with me and Chris, or ask us a dumb question, you can do that at monsteroftheweek.cool slash contact. That'll um, give you a little, like a, a form, and you can fill it out that goes right to us. Uh, don't wait. Go ahead and send that in. I'm, I'm compiling all of those. We've actually gotten some really good ones in. We had a really funny one the other day that I can't wait to read to Chris on air. That's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> um, just, a real, just a real good Supernatural, like... Well, if this is true, then obviously this is true, which really makes me which really makes me happy. I like when people start finding connections. So definitely go check that again. It's Monster of the Week dot cool slash contact. Uh, Chris, do you want to do the rest of our admin and get out of here? Uh yeah. Let's get let's get this over with. Let's get this over with. Wow. Thanks, Chris. That makes me feel good on a on a nice know, Monday man. afternoon. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, thank you to everybody at monster. Nope. At patreon.com. I could have said, I could have said, let's get on with it. Or, you know, I, you know what guys, I'm having a good time. I don't mean to sound like I'm not. <laughs> you're having a very good time, Chris. I, I, I can tell. Um, it's by the way that you keep insisting that you're having a good time. That's what most people that are having. A fun I promise I'm having a good time. All right. I swear. <laughs> Stop asking. <laughs> uh, thank you to everybody at patreon.com slash monster of the week, uh, for supporting the show and for let, allowing us to create more shows. Uh, if you're listening to this in July, the second silver for monsters just came out. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to have uh, a brand new surprise for you. So go check that out. If you haven't subscribed, but you want to listen to silver for monsters, I think by now I should have released that onto the public feed. So, uh, there'll be an opportunity for you to download that from a, a monster of the week's presents feed on iTunes. And check it out. But to get the rest of the episodes, you're going to have to come join our Patreon and come hang out with us on the Discord, where all of the cool Supernatural cool kids hang out. <laughs> Chris, where are you at on Twitter? I'm at Local Bones on Twitter. I'm at JG Greer. Uh, you can find the podcast at MOTWcast. Come talk to us on Twitter or, other, or anywhere else that you want to, and uh, we'll see you next week with more Monster of the Week. Bye. Bye. Just good luck editing out the 45-minute break we took in the middle. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. That'll be okay. Eight weeks in between when we started this episode and when we finished it. (laughs) All right. Time to save this sucker. You said this was episode 80? I did. God damn. Um, (laughs) Some uh, some cultural references. Mm -hmm. Uh, This episode was originally titled In Case of Emergency. Um, Jared Padalecki's son was born during while this episode was being filmed. Oh.
technically, Bobby is in this episode, but he cannot be seen or heard since he uses a lot, up a lot of his energy in the previous episode. Yeah, I don't think we talked about it, but he like throws some shit around earlier. Yeah, episode. like Dean sees his breath or something, so he thinks that it's... Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I was... Where the fuck was I? I was out of town doing something, and Autumn texted me and said that um, a piece of maybe just fell out. Oh. And then sent me a picture of like this open wound, and we to this day we uh-huh. we have no idea what happened. Like it just there's just, like a little spot on her, like the back of her neck, just like like it, I don't, we don't know if like they were like the two dogs were play fighting, and like one of them just got like a good a lucky hit in or something. There's but we don't know what happened. But like it's just the weirdest thing, and she's not in any pain or anything. She's not acting weird. She just has this horrible open wound on her back that we have to watch out for. Jesus, poor pup. I mean, and she's she seems fine. She's like rolling over and having a great time. And I guess it doesn't hurt. I guess not. So I guess I'm getting some free manga. Yeah, tell me, tell me the story. They just said like, "Hey, thanks for like sharing your pictures or whatever." Um, would you? Um, uh, uh, wondering if you'd be interested in helping in helping us with our new Shonen Jump series. Kimetsu no Yaiba. I've seen the art for this before, but I, I don't really know anything about it. Um, they said, we'd love to send you a copy in exchange for a picture of the book. Let me know if you're interested. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm interested. Free shit to just take a picture of manga, which I do for free all the time. <coughs> I didn't say it like that. I just said, yes, I'm interested. That sounds great. Chris, you're an influencer now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm an influencer. You don't have to also do Also, it like- does look kind of cool. It's like about samurai. So, Well, that's shit. I mean, that's right up your alley. Mm-hmm. No, I've seen like other people I follow who like get stuff from them, and it's literally just like, "Hey, they sent me this. Uh, I read it. Here's what I think of it." And that's all. Cool. Which is exciting. I've been I've been waiting for this for a while because they followed me on Instagram and on Twitter. That's pretty Let's rad. See. Yeah. All right. Uploading my audio now. <laughs> I think we are officially recording and we can actually do a podcast <laughs> all Fuck. right damn um i do not like take this one name. week off guy messes up all his shit dude i think my internet is just so bad i think I'm, that might be attributing to some of this but some of it is also just me updating my laptop over the weekend and just literally everything going wrong at once it was really frustrating scary shit man scary shit my uh my father-in-law is a really nice dude and he bought me a new hard drive for my laptop, a new internal drive. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm a I'm a terrible son-in-law, so it's been like two weeks, and I haven't installed it yet. So like, I'm bored with video games. I can't find a game that I like. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna do this thing. First thing I read, um, it's the directions, and it's like, oh, you need this version of Mac OS or higher. And I'm like one version behind. And my Mac has been asking me to update it for like months, and I've just been ignoring it because I had weird software installed, and I was scared that it would mess everything up. So, yeah. guess what happens, Chris? I update Mac, <laughs> and all my weird software gets messed up. And uh, I had a very freaky moment where Logic just would not open. I used Logic to record everything in and to edit all mm-hmm. the podcasts. So I had like a really scary moment where that shit just was not opening at all. I could uh, I could load it without the audio drivers, but I couldn't actually load it and have it play or record anything. So that was real fun and exciting. A couple of hours troubleshooting that. Sounds like quite a thrill. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that was happening at that time is um uh i had a old ipad mini like an old first gen ipad mini that i um, hadn't 
bother to like kick down to any sisters or anything. Like nobody ever asked me for it. So it was just sit, kind of sitting mm-hmm. around. So um, Autumn wanted to do a nice thing and give it to her horse trainer who um, he lives at the barn and he doesn't really have like a TV with cable that ha- that can pick up uh, like the world cup or anything like that. So oh wow, um, she was like, Hey, let's set up this with this iPad and put um, the streaming software on it that we used to and, like, we'll log into it with our IDs or whatever. And then that way he has something that he could like, you know, watch or whatever. So uh, I grabbed the iPad and I started downloading the apps and I was like, oh, wait, this thing is still set up from like when I had it. So it has like all of my credit card information in it. Um, And I didn't realize that until after I had updated it. So I went through a whole update process on the iPad, realized I had to reset it, reset it back to defaults, had to update it again. And it just fucking refused to update. Plugged into the computer while like I'm doing all of my update shit with with Logic and like it still refuses to update. Had to restore from to factory and go to DFU mode, whatever the fuck that is. All this other bullshit, <laughs> <laughs> so I could get this thing to Autumn so she could give it to her trainer, who was like, "Oh, wow, thanks." And that was the end of that. So I was like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> so it's been a it's been a weekend for me, my man. At least you could watch the World Cup, right? Um, that's a whole other story. Okay. Because, uh, I'm super, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> super excited to watch the World Cup, and I've been having a really good time keeping up with the games, except after, say, noon every single day, my internet just goes to garbage town and doesn't that, come back to about nine o'clock in the, in the evening. What the fuck? How? Um, Is it because, like, other people log on? 100%. Like- <laughs> they, they've, they've oversold their, their connection. They're like, oh, yeah, our, our towers Bogus. get kind of crowded, and I'm like, you know, I don't know, like, if it was me, <clears throat> maybe you shouldn't be selling these people high-speed internet if you can't provide high-speed internet to all the people that you've sold it to. Like, that's that's the logic that I'm using. And, of course, I'm just talking to the fucking tech support geek. Like, he doesn't know anything. And I feel bad, but, like, who else am I going to complain to? I've already, the last time I talked to an administrator, she told me to buy a new house. So, I don't think that's going to go anywhere. Yeah, that's ex- an extremely woke take from her. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, there's another company called um. Well, I don't. I probably shouldn't say their name on a podcast, but uh, there's another local company that I found that uh does a similar kind of uh service like wireless internet. And so uh, I'd talked to them before, and they were just like, "Yeah, you're out of our area." So I called them today, or I didn't call them. I filled out the thing on their website, and then uh, this time they had like a map. So they were like, "Drop a pin where you where you live, and you can see if you're in our service area." And I was like, "Not in their service area at all." I was like, "Well, this is a waste of time, but whatever, I'll do it." So I dropped the pin, submit, like five minutes goes by, the guy calls me, and he's like, Jeremy Greer. And I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> who is this? Like, <laughs> the only thing that I could think of was like, oh my god, this is somebody that listens to Monster of the Week, or Don't Give Up Skeleton, like, that knows, like, some horrible shit that I've been saying on a podcast. And it wasn't, it was a guy that I used to know that works for the company um, that I pay now for internet, that quit because of all of these problems and formed his own company, which I did not know, so... <laughs> apparently know the owner of this company and he's like let me see what we can do i might be able to drop some fiber out your way let me let me talk to my guy and i'm like please talk to your guy <laughs> that sounds amazing please bring me all of the internet please 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 <laughs> so like yesterday um <clears throat> was a kind of a big important game in the world cup so it was this afternoon and yeah mm-hmm. you just it would just stop every 30 seconds and like buffer that's a nightmare and you know what happens when it stops every 30 seconds it doesn't jump ahead right i don't know if you ever if you've ever noticed this it just picks up because you probably don't watch a lot of live sports i'm guessing um no not usually uh it doesn't jump ahead it just picks up from where it left off 
So then you just fall further behind the game. <laughs> so oh, like, oh, yeah. at one point I was chatting with somebody and like uh, about the game, and they were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that so and so scored!" And I like looked at the screen and waited three minutes to see it happen. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, Somehow my dad watches all sports on delay, like because he refuses to watch commercials now. So everything that he's watching, it's just it's if not hours behind, it's at least a solid like 10 minutes behind. Like even the Super Bowl when he's watching the Patriots, his team play, he's still somehow like 10 to 15 minutes behind. And then we'll get furious if he like gets a text from somebody or like looks at Facebook or sees something on the uh, news spoilers? about like yeah. the score. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but like, you have sports spoilers that you're putting yourself through. It's not like you're like too busy to watch it. You just don't want to watch it right now so you can record it and then skip the commercials later. <laughs> Dude is a uh, he set himself up for these things. He, I mean, he really sports is. spoilers. Sports spoilers. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I would watch a lot of sports if they weren't live. Like I can, I can take being because you know, especially watching stuff on the internet. Like being 30, 45 seconds behind or whatever is uh, is is whatever, right? It is what it is. Um, yeah. But uh, or even a couple of minutes, like because I'm not like catching up with people. Like occasionally, I will be at the top of my Twitter feed, like looking at tweets while other people are watching something but very rarely does that actually happen um but yeah like if it was just like an hour later or whatever i'd be like eh, i can just look and see what the score is like i don't need to go through the drama <laughs> i'm okay yeah <laughs> i just wouldn't be as interested of course i've only this is like the only thing that i really care about watching live anyway so. anyway um is there a particular team you've been pulling for no not really uh autumn is a big spain fan uh she that's mm-hmm. what got her into watching uh football to begin with way back in the 2008 euro maybe oh wow or 2000 i get them confused because they're every two years so it's 2018 is the world cup so 14 10 so the euro would have been 2008 so that that that, that checks out um the u.s men's national team did not qualify they didn't even make it in they didn't even make it into the qualification of course yes because they are fucking horrible um, they lost to two of the worst teams in the league. I don't know if you saw me tweeting about this. England just beat a team six to one, and that team is one of the teams that England that, that the U.S. men's national team could not even win against. So good job, guys. Jesus. Did you did you see that uh, tweet going around about um, the interview with Pele? Yeah, I saw that. Something today. Like, do you think that like like you your t- like the nineteen seventy team could beat whatever current team? And he was like, "Yeah, well, it'll be the score one to zero. He's like, "Oh, there wouldn't be a, like a bigger margin for it." Be like, "No, well, we're all over seventy five. So I just love his literal interpretation of that question. I, like, I don't know Pele, but like, it feels like he just took it that way. Like, yeah, also as old men, yes, we could still win one hundred percent. That's a um. <laughs> What is that movie that's coming out where like a famous basketball player pretends to be somebody's uncle or something? Like I feel like it's one of those. Like except it's what? except it's real. <laughs> <laughs> like I've never heard of that movie, but that extremely sounds like the premise for a movie. I, I mean, I have I saw a, I saw a trailer for it when I went to watch um, whatever last big Marvel movie or something. And I was like, mm-hmm. I turned to Autumn and was like, "What the fuck is this? My a Uncle skit? Shaq. <laughs> this feels like this feels like a Saturday Night Live skit. Yeah. This feels like Wayne's World that got blown up into an hour and a half or something." I want to say it's my uncle Mike. Now I've got to go look it up. It's real dumb. Oh no! I'm this gonna, brought me um, to a whole other location. My uncle Mike. Who? My foster and Alan. YouTube. Let's let's go ahead and what click this. Oh no! Let me uh let me just spot spot this over to you real quick. <laughs> I hope that's not coming on the mic. I can't hear you now. 
Did you send it to me? Yeah, I texted it to you. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, there it is. Okay. Oh, I'm sending this to Richard immediately. Wait till you get about 30 seconds in. Sometimes this is I'm just going to turn that off for a little while. I can't handle any more of that. This dude's surfing in the back of this carriage. I'll probably like committing some sort of sin there, but it just sounds so dumb. I want this to be our intro music this week. Absolutely. Uncle Drew is what I'm t- is the movie that I'm talking about. Oh, and it is totally a Shaquille O'Neal thing. Fuck yeah, My Uncle Shaq. It's My Uncle Shaq. That's the name you, of this episode. It. <laughs> my Uncle Shaq. I can't believe that you... I didn't even know it was Shaq, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> that was just a guess. Uh, yeah. I hope I kind of hope I remember a lot about this episode. It's been so long since I've watched it. Yeah. <clears throat> did you watch it again? I did not. How are you, Christopher? I'm pretty good. I'm trying to finish up writing the. Um, ah, I knew you were getting so distracted about something. I didn't think that it was. Uh, yeah, Foster Wallace, my uncle Mike. I'm writing like the last sentence now, so. I counted today and I have six episodes of Don't Give Up Skeleton to record or to uh to edit. Oh goodness. Yeah. Alright, let me give you this one one read, just to make sure that this like makes any kind of sense whatsoever. I'm gonna read it in my head, not to you. Hello everyone and welcome to ASMRJ. <laughs> oh wait you're still on the mic that's not how this works yeah i'm right here (laughs) all right that's what i get for trying to do this on the podcast but yeah we're good to go oh no it's okay to go with that anyway how am i i'm great thanks thanks for asking me several minutes ago we uh i'll just edit all of that out into an excruciatingly long silence yeah <laughs> just make it tw- just put crickets a hundred percent longer than it actually was i'll put some thunder in there i'll make it i'll do some really good yeah. foley work that'll be what we do oh yeah 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 man, it's been um, a while since we, we have spoken it's been a couple of weeks mm-hmm. i'm happy that the wedding was is over we it, we had a good time once we got there but um I wish that stress and anxiety didn't get to me the way that it does, because I like, couldn't think about anything else for a week, even though it was literally just a long drive to a place I'd never been to. And that, But that's enough to like just set my shit off, you know? Um, sure. Like, I don't even, like, I don't, I don't know, like, I can't explain it. I mean, that's like, what anxiety is. I can't explain the worry. But, like, I'd just be, like, hanging out, and then suddenly I'd be like, oh, shit, Saturday. I have to go do this thing. And I get so in my head about it that, like... It's just, yeah, it just distracts me from everything. And then it literally, like, the second that I got there, I was like, sick, I'm fine, 
Like, I was not anxious at the wedding whatsoever. It was just leading up to it and, like, the stress of making sure I get there on time. Making sure I don't shit my pants along the way because I have such a bad stomach. That's always a huge fear of mine. It's never happened, but it's a huge fear. <laughs> You're just waiting for the day. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna, like, oh, I'm, or I'm just gonna straight just piss myself. I'm gonna fill my shoes with piss. That's what's gonna happen here. Very gross. That's also never happened. I, all, I always do have to find the bathroom the second that I get out of my car, but... It's never happened, and I don't know why I'm so worried about it. But I think it's that's, a, that's, if you have a volatile stomach, like uh, that's that's a thing to worry about. I've been I've been in those situations before of like, hey, I can't miss this meeting, and my stomach is in a situation, and there's a 25 mile long bridge in between me and there without yeah. without any yeah. exits. So yeah. let me stop before this bridge and just like I, I mean, just make sure that everything's okay before I get on this weird yep. bridge. Yep. I kept passing rest stops, and like the further I was getting from Massachusetts, like the sketchier mm-hmm. the uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the rest stops started looking. And I was like, "Should I stop, man? Should I stop? I should have stopped at that clean one. That one had lights outside of it. I should have <laughs> stopped at that one." Man, it's a toss up there. Like, um, as a dude that spends a lot of time driving around uh, in, in some really sketchy areas of of Louisiana, like I have I have places picked out that I know that are good to yeah. get to the bathroom at. We talked. I think we've talked about this before. Of like, yeah, we've talked about making it. the making the app, and then someone stole our idea and they did it. So, but. did I tell you? Um, it's the last time that I came home from Rhode Island, I saw a rest stop, and like on my way there, I had like felt like I was going to piss myself the whole times. So this time, I saw the rest stop, and I thought, you know what? I'm not in a rush to get anywhere, but I'll feel so much better about this whole drive. If I go hit that place up, this was also when I encountered the furry pride sticker just to put it, put a date on. This. Oh yeah. 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 And, uh, so I, I stopped and I went in there and it was funny because it was just like, um, I, the, the first thing was like, obviously like political stuff. There's a thing that said like, fuck Trump written on the inside of this porta potty that smelled like obviously poop. Um, so it was just, it was a sensation, uh, or, or bombardment of the sensations. And then I just look over to the other side or that somebody has drawn a picture of eyes and it said how long have you been asleep and i was like whoa <laughs> what the fuck okay. where did that come out from can you, can you i felt like i was in um the, that stephen king story all that you love will be carried away yeah. where the guy collects like his book full of graffiti or whatever i was like whoa how long have i been asleep <laughs> what's going on and then i walked back out into the fresh air and i was like damn i don't know Felt like I was in there a long time. I may have been asleep for now, but I'm woke. <laughs> I'm woke now. Did I, did, uh, did I send you the weird thing that I found at a, at a gas station where the in this house mirror? I don't remember. No, if I, what? I don't know if I put this on Twitter or not, but uh, I'm going to text it to you right now so you can you can grab it. Um, it's a. Uh, oh, do not send it to work, Chris. That's the wrong Chris. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oof. I changed your name in my phone. You God changed damn. my name to Brown Bread. <laughs> I'm brown bread right now, Chris. Um, so funny. But yeah, it's a it's a mirror, and it's like in this house, and it's like we do, we do, we do, we do, and it. But none of it really makes sense mm-hmm. the longer it goes. Like we do faith, we do forgiveness, we do hard work, we do integrity, which I think is spelled wrong. And like, but also mm-hmm. like it's weirdly mm-hmm. capitalized so that there's like tall lowercase letters or something. Interesting. 
And then there's one that just says we do family at the bottom. And then right above that is activities, mm-hmm. which I guess they were trying to say like we do family activities, but it really just looks like we do family. We do family. We do family. That's what we do around here is family. Yeah. The, just the syntax really starts to fall apart the further you get into oh, that. Yeah. Like it's like they ran out of like, like we have this really great idea for a mirror. that's eight inches tall. Oh wait, you bought an 80 inch tall mirror. Now we have to, <laughs> we have to bluff our way through. <laughs> We do learning. We do gratitude. We do honesty. We do integrity. We do wholesome. <laughs> we do learning. Oh, wait, no, it's so we-, we do learning tells me that you have never done any learning in your lifetime, by the way. I just want to say that out loud. We do learning. We do wholesome activities. And then we do family. Horrible. Horrifying. Horrible. Horrible. We do faith, prayer. We do repentance. We do forgiveness. This sounds like very culty. <laughs> we do respect, love, compassion. We do love, baby. We do everything Brother Carl tells, tells us. <laughs> but most of all, we do wholesome. We do women don't speak in this house. <laughs> we do women don't speak when spoken to. Oh, man. Um, not to get political, but did you see that fucking article that I put in on Hunk, Chunk, Hunk Chat today? Oh, no, I didn't. What was it? Um, Somebody is uh, publicly accusing Maynard James Keenan of sexually assaulted her when she was 17 years old. Oh, goodness. And it's a a whole big long thread. It's like 16 or 17 tweets that are all in a row that are like kind of, you know, graphically describing this thing that happened back in the year 2000 when they were on tour. And uh, like there's already people responded to it with uh, like Reddit posts like, yeah, actually... You know, back in 98, me and my girlfriend went and they, the, the same thing kind of happened. They came up and said they had, you know, just one backstage pass and you, did my girlfriend want to go and like all this other kind of stuff. So just super bummed out about that. That's a shitty situation. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I, I just oh, hate God. it for all of these women that have had to like deal with this for so many years. And meantime, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck yeah. Two, 10,000 years is a good song. Yeah. It seems like I'm just like looking through stuff right now. It just, it seems like. There's a new one, like every every couple weeks. Yep. I think um, everybody's really shitty. <laughs> I think that's our problem, dude. Here. I think that uh, we have built a a system that encourages systematic violence mm. and does not encourage mm-hmm. any kind of punishment of that, and often mm-hmm. questions the victims and the accusers. So, g- yeah, good job, people. Yeah, looking at all, at all the Chris Hardwick stuff was really disheartening oh, because, man. yeah. Like nobody didn't side with him. <laughs> like, uh, it was it was pretty fucked up. It's um, it's it's one of these weird situations because, uh, like, I I didn't particularly like I haven't listened I haven't experienced any Chris Hardwick media in a long time. Like I kind of got fed mm-hmm. up with that mm-hmm. dude a long time ago, so I just stopped listening or whatever. Um, but he was relatively popular. Like he had popular shows and was leading panels and everything, and at the same time doing all of that stuff and. Like people leaping to his defense that don't even know him is so gross to me. Like you don't know that guy. Like what the fuck yeah. is your problem, man? I just right. I, I get so why does it, why does it matter for you to defend him? Like he's not your buddy. Yeah. Like and I don't I don't judge anybody for like being able to forgive things whether or not they happened to them or they happened to somebody else. And they, but you still can't just like forgiveness and and defending are are different. Mm-hmm. That didn't come out right, but you know what I mean? Like, defending somebody for something horrible they did and forgiving them for something horrible they did are very different. Well, the the thing is that, and this is something that Autumn said to me a long time ago, like, you can't forgive somebody for something they did to somebody else. Like, 
like if, if you were not that woman you cannot forgive chris hardwick for what he what he did to her like you don't get that right True. Like, you don't you don't you, you don't have that um mm-hmm. versus like defending somebody which is like I'm going to go out of my way to like, I think that you were a liar. So I need to yell at you about that. Even though I've, I don't know either one of you personally, I don't know. Anything. Can you imagine, can you fucking imagine doing that? No, I like can't, finding this person, this victim and just saying, actually, I don't fucking believe you. I, like going out of your way with your time to a- a- attack somebody like that is so fucking weird it's so alien the brain space you have to be in to do something like that it's so fucking weird. Like, I don't, I don't know which, I don't know what possesses people to do this. Like I really don't. I, it's just so fucking alien to me. I, man. Yeah. I, I, I often wonder about, and like, I'm like this, this, uh, Maynard James Keenan thing brought it up too. Like I've always had somewhat of a respect for that band. Cause I thought that they were like mm-hmm. lived to their values and they, you know, f- fuck labels. We're going to release music whenever we want to. When we, you know, when we have something put out, we're going to put it out and all that other stuff. Um, but boy, like hearing something about this doesn't make me just lose respect for this dude. It makes me lose respect for everybody that allowed this to happen because you know, like this, yeah, everybody had to know about it. Like it's not like you're going to keep this a secret from the rest of the people. Like everybody knows you're bringing girls up, up backstage every single night, man. Like that's not that's a thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just really super gross. Like I don't the Chris Hardwick stuff too. Like that dude was. I mean, and who knows how they are publicly or whatever. But like you had to know, you had to know he was treating his wife wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. you don't want to come in between somebody like it's in one way it's not your business but in the other way like maybe shouting out these shouting down these dudes is our business i don't know yeah i don't know why i'm trying to work this out with you on a microphone that's probably not the appropriate time it's but okay sometimes you just gotta do it it's been on my mind chris it's just been on my mind a lot lately yeah it's hard to get it off your mind for the most part i had a conversation with a, a dude that i'd interviewed for don't give up skeleton and he was um I don't remember how it got started, I, but I think I said something vaguely political and he was like, man, I just, I really, I don't like, um, hearing about all of this. Like I want to use Twitter as like a good time place or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I can totally get that. Like mute your shit, <laughs> unfollow people, <laughs> disable mm-hmm. retweets. Like you can, you can potentially do that, but you know, it, 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 sometimes you got to think about some stuff. I don't know. I'm kind of rambling now. Yeah. Twitter's not the place to, for like happy time. <laughs> uh, there's no, there's no escape on Twitter. Find a different app. You know, uh, you know what would be great. This is the perfect time to bring me Tomo back. Let's just all get together <laughs> on a social media network that that doesn't ha- that just all ask us the most like banal questions we've ever asked, asked anybody. Yeah. Like, what is your favorite food? And then like we can all see everybody's answers and just have a great time with it. <laughs> what is your favorite food? What is your favorite Six-six. food? That was like as deep as it got, and it was beautiful. Oh man, I wish I could get. I wish I had. I wish I had taken screenshots of all of that stuff because it was so good. Yeah, they were. So we all funny. had a really good time. Like yeah. there was a good, like solid week and a half where people were just really into that shit, and then it just disappeared forever. Because it just ate your battery life. It ate oh my your data. God, it <laughs> it ate like your you could life. not use that fucking app. <laughs> Make sure you were on Wi-Fi and plugged in. Like you had to use a fucking rotary phone to get that app. Basically, yeah. <laughs> You needed an Ethernet cable hardwired into the wall Absolutely. to get that shit running. Hundred percent. I got to go over to my for my dad's house. He's got better data than me. I answer all of your dumbass <laughs> Mitomo questions. And then just barging into people's little apartments or whatever, and like standing and doing a pose, and then leaving because you can't do anything else. Because you literally couldn't do anything else. <laughs> Miss that stuff. Nintendo has some really it weird started- ideas. 
it it never that it never got weird. I don't think I ever saw anybody trying to like trying their hardest to say fuck. I don't know if you could say fuck or not, but it was just everybody being very normal at first. What's your favorite food? I don't know grapes. That's nobody's favorite food. But and then just quickly devolving into like extreme in jokes <laughs> after like two days. <laughs> <laughs> and then we all like we we burnt out in a week you know burnout don't fade away and that's what mitomo was it burned out hard and fast rather than fading away um because it was seriously like you looked at twitter and it was like 45 of us all with yep. you know at least relatively related on on twitter using this tweeting screenshots constantly making photoshops in there like it was wild oh, i think, uh, I think- everybody's podcast art was we tomo for like a good solid like i think it, it had I think the be. podcast art lasted longer than the, <laughs> the actual <Yeah>. app did <laughs> i'm gonna look back and see if we had chom chain i know we did because i made it but i'm gonna see if there if it's on my instagram for it let me see if i don't the instagram doesn't go back that far uh it, ha- it has to be i'm sh- I, I know on. i know for a fact it well i remember you i remember at least two chom chain episodes that had it on there we were really into Mitomo. You were extremely into <laughs> Or just I was. I don't even know if the other guys were. It might have just been me. I but I made the podcast art. I actually don't remember if... Because they definitely got it because you had their me's. But I don't remember if they answered any questions. I remember... Um, I don't know if you were friends with Murph from Duckfeed. Murph was like role-playing a... Uh, a robot at the end of the world basically so it'd be like what is your favorite food and he's oh like God. my favorite food is the dust of the bones that have settled over this land and i cannot find my creator like he would just be all that bullshit it was really great oh what a what a gold mine i can't believe we're all we're all bad for letting it go god cj just had these like beautiful prose answers to every single question everything yeah <laughs> everything he said when was the first time you saw a cloud i remember back in 1962 i don't know how old cj is i'm sure yeah. he's not that old but <laughs> not that old <laughs> are you listening to uh any of the twin humanities coverage Have you no i haven't listened to podcasts in quite a long time um that's what happens when you start making them all the time i think but uh Mm-hmm. Uh, it's th- they're doing a really good job of like capturing that E3 magic to me because mm-hmm. um, it's just the three of them and like they're 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 making fun of stuff right like they're 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 and they're they have problems with stuff but for the most part it's just kind of a celebration of every single game that they like and they kind of talk about it and usually no matter what it is uh like Patty has said several times like this is not for me but I could tell that it is for you and I'm glad that you like it and that, but that's pretty much mm-hmm. the extent so it's been a fun way to just kind of be happy about games for a while and um. That's good. He was talking about the uh, Andrew WK performance. I don't. I don't remember if you saw this or not. Did you watch this? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. It was fucking like at the time. I thought it was like horrible. Like, why? What are you subjecting these people to? And uh, <laughs> I think James from Canada Rents had kind of the same opinion as me. And uh, and like Patty was floored. He's like, I couldn't believe that nobody in that audience was was wasn't dancing around. It was Andrew WK. At least half of them had to like Andrew WK. And I'm like, Patty, I don't know. <laughs> Who likes Andrew WK? Is that like a thing? <laughs> All my friends like him. Really? That's so weird. Yeah. I've never heard anybody He's like talk super about popular this here. <laughs> yeah. That's so fucking yeah. weird. I knew who he was. I think that's the first I've time I've ever seen him. Oh my God. That's so weird to me, man. Yeah. He's just not a thing. Yeah. Like, I don't even. I Like, it's so strange to me. I, I don't really like, listen to him, but like, I know him very well. <laughs> that's so fucking strange, man. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and yeah. CJ, the reason I brought this up, CJ was like, you know, if you're a performer and, you know, you have a contract with the audience, the audience should, should pay attention. And as a, as a performer myself, you know, if it's, it's the worst thing to be performing in a, 
in a club or something where nobody's paying attention to you. And I'm like, CJ, like I can appreciate that. Like I've been to performances where nobody gives a shit about who's playing. And mm-hmm. it, I, I do feel for the artists and try to like pay attention to them or whatever. But at the same time, it's the Bethesda E3 conference. Do we really need Andrew WK <laughs> to sing about? I don't even remember. They used that song in the trailer. That's why they Shh. brought him on. Then they should have made him live perform the song to the trailer as like we, as we were watching it because I didn't get I didn't yeah. care about that at all. I, yeah, I just thought that was a really funny part. It's ridiculous. Dude, can you hear my voice right now? Yeah. How fucked my voice is. It is a little this rough. Is ridiculous. You okay? Yeah. I need to go get another water bottle, I think. Yeah. I haven't done a lot of talking. It's because I was puffing on that big old cigar like I thought I was cool. Somebody said, like, hey, have you ever had a cigar before? I was like, no, I actually haven't. They said, do you want one? I was like, I I guess, sure. (laughs) So I did. And I think it wrecked my throat a little bit. Did you, uh, you didn't try to inhale, right? Mm -mm, Mm-mm, mm-mm. I knew enough to to not do that, so it went okay. But I think just enough of the, the smoke... And I don't know. Maybe I just have a cold. <laughs> but my throat is very raw. So I'm going to go get another water. I'll be right back. Okay, same. Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> what are some other uh, warm-ups? Unique New York. He thrust his fist against the post until it says he sees the ghost. There we go. It's a good one. I was hoping that my voice would loosen up the more that I talked. I feel like it's getting worse. So maybe it will swing back around. Uh, and not be awful, but we'll see what happens. We can we can definitely check that out. Hope, hope. I'm, oh, oh, Jesus. I'll hold out hope. Give me one second. I gotta write a text message. Okay. I'm just going to look at this ornate leather bound edition of The Hobbit I have sitting here. Ooh. Can we get a Can we get a reading? Can you give me your best Gandalf voice from The Hobbit? No way. Come on, just do a little bit of a Gandalf voice, and I'll just like I'll just eq it out and make it to a really good Gandalf voice. Um, what does Gandalf sound like? Can you give me an example? Yes, he kind of sounds like yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an unexpected party in a hole in the ground. There lived a hobbit, not a nasty, dirty, wet hole filled with the ends of worms and a oozy smell. Nor yet a dry, bare, sandy hole with nothing in it to sit down on or to eat. It was a hobbit hole, and that means comfort. It had a perfectly round door like a portal, painted green with a... Sh- Imagine if all podcasters did shit like oh this. Oh my god. <laughs> painted green with a shiny yellow brass knob in the exact middle. Immediately, immediately, just just someone blowing up iTunes podcast headquarters and just so they can kill all of the podcasts. Chapter 7, Queer Lodgings. The next morning, Bilbo woke up with the early sun in his eyes. He was hungover as fuck. Gandalf, he said. <laughs> I shouldn't have done all that blow. Don't, don't, don't do this anymore. You're gonna, ru- you're gonna ruin your voice if you do this anymore. And with that, we say goodnight to J.R. Tolkien, the Hobbit. So you want to do a podcast? Yeah, nobody should have ever Do let me want be to on a record podcast, a podcast. Stop. I don't know what that means, but I want it to stop. You don't like you don't like my singing voice? You heard me. I said stop. <laughs> wow. Wow, <clears throat> indeed. Well, hold on. Let me I got to do the Patreon thing too. Hold on. What do you mean? Hold on for one more day. Okay.
Oh, we have a new notification. What's that? What's up in the What's up in these notifs? Um, Is that a Wilson Phillips thing you just did? Hold on for one more day. I don't. It's got to mm-hmm. be right. I don't know. I was kind of a fan of Wilson Phillips back in the day. I do like that song. Yeah. Yep. I'd like to think that uh, Wilson Phillips are just reincarnate themselves every few years. So like right now they're the Dixie chicks and then like five years after mm-hmm, everybody forgets mm-hmm. uh, about the Dixie chicks, they'll come back as another like three woman trio. I feel that. I can tell that you do. All right. Uh, we're going to go with Crystal do you think that, I'm sorry. Do you think that the, do you think that the Dixie chicks are still the current incarnation or have they moved on spiritually? <laughs> Well, they're, I mean, like, because they haven't really done anything in a while, so they're slowly fading from public consciousness, and then pretty soon they'll be, it'll be time for another, th- like, woman trio of rock slash country slash 80s pop. They'll probably go like a synth wave sound now, or maybe, the, maybe, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Maybe they'll just, maybe they'll just go full mumblecore and do their political and. Full mumblecore. mumblecore. Yeah, you know mumblecore. You know mumblecore. Yes. No, of course they do. <laughs> of course. Okay. Oh, I got my microphone on the wrong side of my laptop. I'm going to have to move everything around. What's the world coming to these days? Should probably make sure my headphones work. I can confirm that they do. All right. I'm in the podcast recording booth and ready to go. <clears throat> hey there. I am here. Hello. I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you. I very much can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello. I have tried it. Disconnecting. Logging off. Okay, I have but you muted can hear and unmuted myself. You can myself. literally he- hear me now, though. I know not what more I could do. Oh Jesus! And now, maybe now I can definitely hear you. What? What's happening? Yeah, yeah, y'all. Yeah. I could hear you. I could hear you before too. Oh, I don't know what's happening right now. You, are we good? Are we good you friends? Fucking phony. Are we, are we breaking up? <laughs> What's happening? We're friends, all right? You are 100% fake. I just want to say that to you in front of your face. Okay. Sam looked at Dean. Dude, the EMF blew out. You think? Dean said, shaking his hand back and forth. Christ, the energy you'd need for that light up Chicago. (laughs) Definitely some major mojo here. David had no idea what these two were talking about, but he needed to get them out of here before Mr. Hemingway showed up. Chris, you know this isn't a monster of the week, right? (laughs) We can't, we don't do outtakes on the show. (laughs) Hmm. <laughs> I did forget. <laughs> I like that you were coming mm. prepared, though. <laughs> that was really good. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Indeed. Whoops. Whoops.